This episode of Channel Mind News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. Well, Twiggy Forrest and Mike Cannon-Brooks are locking horns with Sun Cable going into administration. Welcome to Friday's episode of Channel 9 News. Matty Michael here. Happy weekend, everyone, or nearly happy weekend. Today, we're going to go into, as said, the Sun Cable saga. Twiggy, he's going to have no billions left, this bloke. He's saying there seems to be an unlimited supply of funding he can give everything. And Mike Cannon-Brooks, who are they? What are they invested in? And why is it all going to shit? Let's get into it. So, they're possibly going into a bit of a bidding war for this Sun Cable clean energy line that's going to run from Northern Territory to Singapore. We'll get into it. It is a bloody behemoth of an idea, maybe too behemoth of an idea. Who are these blokes? Well, we all know who Twiggy is, founder of Fortescue. He owns Tatarang, which has energy, mining, farming, legs of it. Squadron is the energy leg of it. So he's invested in this. You've got Mike Cannon-Brooks. He's the Aussie tech billionaire founder of Atlassian. Now, who is that? If you've used Trello, Trello, like the little boards and stuff to organize your business, Atlassian owns them. So they're a team and business collaboration tech company. Made billions out of it. They're very contrasting characters, old Cannon Brooks and Twiggy. Twiggy's in his uh, flash-tailored suit while you've got Cannon Brooks. He looks a bit like Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters with his long long hair and everything. May, may the legend Taylor Hawkins rest in peace. Now, what are they invested in? So they both come up with the idea in 2018 by the looks, but proposed a $30 billion solar power export project that'll head to supply Singapore and Darwin. So 210, that a $210 million capital raising uh, in t- end of 2021. That should have taken the venture through to the end of 2023, but they've just burnt through bloody cash. So you've got Cannon Brooks. He's invested via his private firm, Grok Ventures, and that Grok Ventures is the biggest shareholder in AGL Energy. So this Cannon Brooks is going down the electricity and renewable route. Big time, and Cannon Brooks was uh, appointed as chairman of Sun Cable, the company. And then Twiggy, he's invested via Squadron. Now, you might remember Squadron Energy. They acquired CWP Renewables late last year and to become Australia's biggest wind turbine player in that field. So now they're going to get into this solar side and uh, intercontinental power transmission. So what is this? Well, this uh, Sun Cable venture aims to supply clean power to Singapore by 2027. It's uh, attracted worldwide attention because it's such a big bloody behemoth of a project and it could get further momentum around the heightened concerns of uh, energy supply and security with the Russia-Ukraine war and everything. So uh, now how are they going to supply that much power over that much distance? So they're going to have a massive solar panel array and battery storage facility near Elliott in the Northern Territory. So that's about 800 kilometres south of Darwin. There's going to be a 800-kilometre bloody cable, big extension cord, going from Elliott to Darwin, and it will supply some power to Darwin. 
Then there's going to be a submarine 4,200-kilometre underwater cable going from Darwin through Indonesia all the way to Singapore, and this will supply up to 15% of Singapore's power. Does this sound too good to be true? Well, it may just be. It's had a lot of a lot of criticism, a lot of scepticism about will this bloody actually work and can it actually be executed? And as I said, they raised $210 million in March 22. That was supposed to get them to the end of 23, but they've just absolutely burnt through it, claiming they need more money for engineering design and studies. Uh, Twiggy's squadron arm, they've accused some cable of having too much of a bloated management team and they've got five offices all around the world, so waste, waste and coin there. And Twiggy and this Cannon Brooks, have, they've apparently had a bust up. Sun Cable have gone into administration and they're looking for essentially people bids to buy the business. So will there be a showdown between this uh, Twiggy and Cannon Brooks is either party looking to gain full control. There is speculation that Twiggy wants a squadron, want full control of this and they want to buy it at a lower price and you can't get much of a lower price than when you're going into bloody administration, it appears. Now, if you let's look at the parties. Who is arguing over this? There's a, there's a few elements to this. You've got squadron, the Twiggy tattering arm. They're arguing with all of Sun Cable because uh, so the chairman of Squadron, John Hartman, on behalf of Twiggy, he, they're not they weren't confident in the Sun Cable's founders, the management team, and Cannon Brooks to deliver this very very ambitious project. And there was also disagreement last year between Squadron and all Sun Cable, Cannon Brooks, all the that side of it about them wanting to release sixty million dollars of the last phase of the $210 million funding deal. So Grok, which is Cannon Brooks's arm, they wanted to release the funding for another 12 months of working capital. Squadron put forward another proposal because they didn't agree with it. That would have Squadron's proposal would have apparently diluted the crap out of all the shareholders. And so they didn't agree on releasing this $60 million. Squadron, they're also not comfortable with the Sun Cable founder and current CEO, David Griffin. Griffin, He is a seed investor and director of the preferred solar supply for the whole project. Uh, the company's called 5B, and Squadron are claiming that the 5B technology hasn't been proven yet on this massive scale that is required for this project. And then it seems you've got Twiggy versus this Cannon Brooks possibly going to war over full ownership of the project. So Twiggy, does he want full con full control of this project to use the infrastructure to maybe tie into his little green hydrogen future for Fortescue future industry side of things? Who knows? We'll see. Now let's look at why it's gone into administration. Well, Key points mentioned above, you've got the bloated management, multiple officers, they've burnt through cash. Uh, they've also apparently missed multiple project milestones after the last round of funding. And then Grok, Grok have claimed that this wasn't the fault of Sun Cable Management, but actually the fault of the Indonesian government for not granting them a permit for undersea mapping of the project. Now, the project itself. We went over it a bit before. 4,200 kilometres of deep sea electrical cable. Sounds a bit expensive and sounds a bit risky. Now, the Financial Review had a great opinion column on it by Matthew Warren, who provided some great commentary. 
Here was a few of his facts about why it's a bit ambitious. Apparently, 12% of electricity will be lost along the way in this cable due to heat, heat distribution. Now, the and the impracticalities of supplying 15% of Singapore's power from solar panels that are situated 5,000 kilometres away, I'm assuming that is because of Australia's barren land that can be utilised to build the biggest bloody solar array in history. And speaking of that solar array, 20 gigawatts of solar was is planned for this project, and that is more than all of Australia's rooftop solar that is currently installed. And they wanted to also put in 40 gigawatts hours of battery storage, and that is 20 times as much all than all the batteries that are currently installed or under construction in Australia. And then the cable itself, this 4,200-kilometre cable that is going from Darwin all the way to Singapore, it's going to be literally laying on the sea floor by the sounds, massive high-pressure environment, multiple kilometres under the water. Let's just say you call the sparkies out for night shift. There's a bit of a fault in it. This could take months to years to fix. Uh, there was a so there is a by the looks a cable that runs from the Bass Link cable that runs between Tasmania and Victoria, 370 kilometer. 2015 there was a fault in that and it took six months for them to fix that. Sounds like they've got to pull chunks of the cable out of the water to inspect it. So you imagine scale that up to a 4200 kilometer cable intercontinental one. The fault finding if something does bloody happen to it, very very high risk. And another good comment uh, this Warren made was the energy generation should be west of where the energy is supplying due to the, the sun. So as the eastern portion goes into night when they would be needing power the most, they won't be getting any power from uh, solar. That's when they'll be tapping into the grid or any battery storage. Ideally, the western portion, which would be generating solar, they're still in sunlight, will be then feeding the eastern portion in night. But this is the other way around. You've got Northern Territory generating the power via solar, feeding Singapore, which is to the west of Northern Territory. So Northern Territory will go into darkness and stop generating solar before the Singapore goes into dark. Though this big, massive 40 gigawatt hours of battery component might be the thing that actually keep that keeps that balanced out so i would assume that is not all for nothing so essentially the better setup would be this northern territory solar farm to feed east to let's say sydney and take sydney's reliance off the coal-fired power stations I'm not sure what's in the pipeline to do the equivalent of this to actually supplies australia's energy sector so the big question why isn't that $30 billion getting spent by two Aussie billionaires on reducing Australia's reliance on coal-fired power stations instead of sending it all the way to Singapore? So they must be looking at some decent offtake agreements with Singapore to supply this power because they wouldn't be doing it for nothing. Interesting to see. So let's see how this pans out. Uh, Twiggy, God, how he keeps bloody track of all the things he owns and all the things he's trying to buy, that man needs to be commended. And this Canon Brooks ain't no slouch either by the looks. He's got his finger in every pie in the energy sector, especially with a high shareholder in AGL. So keep track of what's going to happen here. Look forward to it. So I hope you all have a good weekend. Stay healthy, keep off the darts, and we'll see you next week. Uru, everyone.